I tend to see that people feel like because they're young, they don't have the the money or the the power or the experience to really be able to make a difference, and they feel like they're just that one drop in a bucket. But every drop creates a ripple effect. It's easy to talk about the successes, but what doesn't get talked about enough is the struggle. My name is Eric Weinmayer. I've gotten the chance to ascend Mount Everest, to climb the tallest mountain in every continent, to kayak the Grand Canyon, and I happen to be blind. It's been a struggle to live what I call a no barriers life, to define it, to push the parameters of what it means. And part of the equation is diving into the learning process and trying to illuminate the universal elements that exist along the way. In that unexplored terrain between those dark places we find ourselves in and the summit exists a map. That map, that way forward, is what we call no barriers. In today's conversation, we will meet Maya Penn who started her own company at the age of eight years old and has been working on sustainability for 12 years. She was hand chosen by Oprah Winfrey as her youngest Super Soul 100 changemaker and thought leader and has received a commendation from President Barack Obama for outstanding achievement in environmental stewardship. She's a three-time TED Talk speaker, founder and CEO of sustainable fashion brand Maya's Ideas, animator, filmmaker, global activist, and author. She also founded a nonprofit organization called Maya's Ideas for the Planet, an ongoing initiative for creating and shipping sanitary pads for women and girls in developing countries. Welcome to our weekly No Barriers podcast series, where we continue to explore this extraordinary moment in our lives while remaining true to the theme we have always emphasized, what's within you is stronger than what's in your way. Special thanks to Prudential and Wells Fargo for their generous support of this podcast series. Well, Eric, I'm really thrilled to have Maya Penn on the show with us today. I can't wait for another great conversation. Maya, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is so awesome to be a guest and for such an awesome organization. (laughs) Awesome. Hey, well, I wanna jump right in because I wanna ask you, um, like looking at your bio, You've gotten to meet some pretty incredible people in your journey. You've met President Obama, I think. I think you've met Sean Penn. You've met Oprah. That's so cool. What was it like meeting some of those celebs and leaders? Yeah, it's really really awesome always to have your work recognized, no matter who it is. But it's definitely crazy for me, (laughs) you know? Did Oprah try to make you cry? She does that to a lot of (laughs) guests. Um, she, and she was like one of the, the sweetest, like people I've ever met, like her, just her energy and everything. And, you know, just, just saying how much that, you know, she just loved what I was doing in the world. I mean, I feel like I cried after that. (laughs) (laughs) So Maya, uh, Earth Day has just passed us and, uh, you have been such an amazing advocate for the environment. Thank you so much for your work. Tell us a little bit about um, what you're passionate about right now. Right. What I'm doing right now for COVID-19 actually is I've been creating face masks from 
some of the remnant fabric that I have from my sustainable fashion line for healthcare workers um, and other people that need them. And also I've been donating to my local food bank here in Atlanta to help kids that don't have access to food anymore because they might rely on school lunches and just other vulnerable communities. Um, and so something that I'm really passionate about right now is seeing all these people come together, seeing so many people now really trying to use their time, their energy, whatever resources that they have access to, or just their voice to try to make a difference in the world because it's so crucial right now, now more than ever. So also for as far as working with the food banks, I've really just been, you know, donating monetarily and also you can send food. So we've been kind of doing whatever we can do um, to help. And it's just, it's been really something that's really important because a lot of people just kind of don't think about what other people are going through at this time that, you know, have it completely different worries. If you, you know, have that privilege to really, the worst thing you could be dealing with is that, you know, maybe you're really stressed out or you're bored then see what you can do to help somebody else. And that will also make you feel better too, because we're all going through a lot of strain with our mental health at this time too. Now, Maya, you, you mentioned that you're, you're seeing and really appreciating that a lot of folks are stepping up and giving back in their communities, but your activism started way back at the age of eight. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about what sparked you at such a young age to have this passion to figure out ways to give back to this world and make it a better place? So when I started getting into um, my art and fashion design and all the other different things that I do, I started really looking at the impact that all that had um, on the environment specifically and also how I can give back through anything that I did. That's always something that I knew that I wanted to do. So when I started in 2008, I was just making items from fabric and um, old clothes that I had around the house and just turning them into headbands and other accessories and just upcycling those items and making them into new eco-friendly designs because of how big the, the fashion industry, how much of an impact that has on the environment. A lot of people don't know that as far as um, of carbon emissions, the fashion industry produces more carbon emissions than all international flights and maritime shipping combined. And so when I started doing this research, I was like, what is something I can do to make a difference in this area? And so that's why I created my sustainable fashion line. And then I've always given 10 to 20% of my profits to local and global charities and environmental organizations, and also women and girls rights organizations. So it's just always kind of been something that's been kind of natural for me but I also really made sure to take things like in, in skills and interests that I had and utilize them as a vehicle for good, if that makes sense. So because some people don't know, like including me, when I had to look at your background and I really wanted to understand what eco friendly meant, you know, and sustainability meant like. So what's your definition? Yeah, sustainability is really all about a mindset, truly, because it's the more you start to assess different areas of your life and see, you know, what impact does what I eat have? What impact does what I wear have? What impact does how I travel have? All of these, all these different areas of your life, you know, you start to kind of just think in a different way and kind of really, you know, you kind of learn how to think more eco-friendly and then thus that shows up differently in your actual habits. 
And I also think it's important for people to understand that eco-friendly living needs to be made, um, you know, accessible to more communities of people, you know, because some people, like, for example, you know, eating a plant-based diet, some people can't do that. Some people might not be able to do that. You might live in a food desert. If you can do like a meatless Monday, you know, whenever you can, that makes a difference. Or if you're just doing something as simple as turning off the light when you leave a room, that makes a huge impact. It's just really little things that on a collective level make a huge impact. And so it's a combination of um, both individual effort and uh, systemic change. How does it apply to the clothing? Yeah, so for me as a sustainable fashion designer, it's actually really even more of a creative problem solving process than traditional fashion design to me personally, because you have to think, how can I get this aesthetic look while still being as eco-friendly as possible? And so the main uh, keys to sustainable fashion are using materials that are better for the planet, first of all. So that can be like bamboo, hemp, organic cotton, or um, linen, kind of you name it. There are a lot of different sustainable materials that are out there now. And I've also been able to create items and work with different companies and uh, use textiles that are made from pineapple fibers. And they, it looks like a leather-like material or use um, a material that's made from organic cotton and recycled plastic and turn it into a mm. scarf. And you would have no idea that there's recycled plastic in that item unless I told you. I mean, it's, it's really a cool process. And then of course, using natural dyes, non-toxic, dyes and your process and how you create what you consume to, you know, what kind of um, resources you consume to make these items, all of those things are factored into the process. And it's, it's a really cool process. And I'm now also a sustainability consultant for a lot of brands and major fashion brands too, because a lot of the industry is starting to see that more consumers are speaking with their dollars and they want to have a more eco-friendly alternative because now they're assessing, you know, what's in their wardrobe and how does that make an impact? So it's it's really cool to see where everything is kind of changing in that way. And it's a badge of honor to kind of wear something that's recycled or something. Like I remember I had these ski boots and they were made out of recycled plastic and I was really proud. I was like, yeah, I'm skiing. I'm having a great time and I'm not destroying the world by, you know, with these ski boots. Yeah, and it's it's really it's really yeah. cool to be able to do like you know somebody might compliment like oh you know I love your outfit or I love those shoes and I can be like oh well they're actually made from organic blah 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 or they're recycled from plastic mm -hmm. like it's it's always cool because you get to also educate other people that this is an option. Now Maya, you strike me as someone who hears about something that is a, a problem in the world or a challenge in the world and you you attack it you go after it and you say i'm passionate about this i want to make a difference you talked about this from the young age of four and then the you know you talked about your story at eight and here you are being a sustainability advocate at a global level you know not everyone is that way you know not everyone hears something in the news or hears of a problem and says you know what that's something i can tackle how do we instill a little bit more of that spirit in all of us? Making a positive difference and just seeing what's that little extra thing you can do should not be a big to do. You know, I, I, I tend to see that people feel like because they're young, they don't have the 
the money or the the power or the experience or you know so on and so forth to really be able to make a difference and they feel like they're just that one drop in a bucket but like i love to say every drop creates a ripple effect if you donate a dollar to a nonprofit, if you you know, turn off the light before you leave the room um if you you know put out that tweet or that post talking about a cause that's important to you just all of those little things you know i think makes makes such a huge impact for our listeners who don't know there's a animation that you did around pollinators uh that was years ago now and uh tell me a little bit about the animation you're working on now you said you're working on a series the animation is the it's the same series about the pollinators and it's an kind of whimsical adventure action <laughs> type series speaking to preserving ecosystems and protecting the environment and there's a you know a wide range of uh, different characters and so they're like they're like a you know really cool cast of characters and i'm excited to share that with other people and you know it's also too something that i really encourage people to do is to look at all of your passions and, and see how you can utilize them to you know to make a difference in some way because not only am i speaking to environmental issues with this animation but when i was 16 i was commissioned during the obama administration to animate the opening of the first ever digital report presented to congress and there was this was to get an American Museum of Women's History built in Washington. So it's like you never you can like never even foresee how all of your interests and skills and passions can make a, a difference in some way or can be used as a as a you know fuel for good. What advice would you have for other kids, you know, who are who are quarantined right now, who are homebound and trying to think about maybe using this time for some kind of good or purposeful activity? You know, the main things that I want to say to young people is, you know, whatever it is that you've been wanting to research or learn more about or try out or do that, you know, that you can do at home, of course, you know, now is the time to really look into that and, and, and get into that. And even for entrepreneurs, creatives, people who have nonprofits, I mean, this is still a time for you to be able to continue to grow and cultivate the work that you do something that I say a lot to people who have a certain teachable skill is like host an online class because not only is this a way for you to showcase your skills, but also this gives this gives people something to do while they're at home. And so I think that's that for example, that's just one way that you can utilize your skills to inspire other people or share what it is that you're doing. And it's really it's really about also taking care of yourself as much as possible and you don't always have to, you know, put so much pressure on being productive because I feel a lot of people, especially people who are in more entrepreneurial spaces, have this huge intense pressure to be as productive as possible during this time. And it's really hard because this is a time that's really draining and stressful for everybody. And people can only give so much, you know, during this time. So, you know, learn a new skill or do something for you. Learn something that what makes you happy and, and tap into those things and, and see how you can utilize those things for good. Maybe you want to um, paint a picture to raise awareness for a, a certain cause. And that can just be something that you're going to do during this time. 
you know, it's really just little things. Or if you can to to donate to local food banks, nonprofits in your own area, or do something for the environment. If you can, you know, buy seeds online, plant a pollinator garden. There's there are so many things that you can do right now that are not only a way to make a difference, but are also something that can be fun or calming or something that can be a source of joy for you too. So, mm, yeah. I love that advice. By the way, great minds think alike because we've been interviewing a lot of thought leaders and we just interviewed a world-renowned scientist from MIT and uh, he said something very similar, like go easy on ourselves right now, right? Like you don't have to be crushing the world and it's like you know hey be affected by this and it's okay we just find a little peace and joy and uh and ease up a little bit on the stress that we put on ourselves yeah i love that concept you know i think as i was looking through your book which our listeners should uh, definitely check out called you got this i was thinking one you know what an amazing book to write and a great book for me to give to my 12 year old daughter because uh, it's all about finding your passion and your path. But I was also just like with the with the title right now, I was thinking a lot of us are feeling like we don't got it. You know, like, <laughs> no. goodness, like this is not a time where I feel like I got it. I feel like I'm I'm struggling through it. And so I was thinking about sort of the younger generation, too. And I have like I mentioned, I have a couple of kids, but 12 year old daughter. And then I was thinking all the people who can't go to their graduation from high school or college and are entering a really terrible job market and feeling like gosh, I don't know if I do have this. And so I was wondering what kind yeah. of advice you have for the the younger generation that is struggling. This is a tough, this is a tough time for to be mm-hmm. a kid looking for a job or a kid going to school. The one thing that I can say that you can hold on to is that everything is temporary. And though even though this time is making a huge impact on all their lives, and in a lot of ways, a lasting impact, this current phase that we're going through with COVID-19 is still a temporary phase and is still one season. And there is an end to the tunnel. And so it's really about folk as much as you can, try to focus on what you can do and figure out who you can reach out to to help. You know, there are so many people now, business leaders, creatives, so on and so forth, who are leaders in their fields who are so excited and willing to actually help and even consult with a lot of young people who are trying to get their own career and their own life off the ground right now. There are a lot of resources available and resources available to students. And so, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help and to seek that out right now because those resources are being made more readily available because of everything that's happening. And to, like I said, just try to focus on where you where you want to go after all of this and just kind of keep your eye on that as much as you can because like i said this is still one season and even though we're going to have to do a lot of picking up the pieces after this you know this is still one moment in time and just please make sure that you reach out for help send that email send that linkedin message take that online course you know just go for it Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. We tell ourselves that in the mountains quite a bit. You're in a miserable 12 hour day and you're just like stuck in a boulder field and you're cold and hungry and you say, Hey, pain, this pain is, is temporary. I'm going to wake up and this will be in the past and we'll be through this. That's good. uh, That's a good message. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Maya, I'm curious, you know, as a, as a parent, uh, Eric is also a, a dad. What did your parents do to help create such an extraordinary child at such a young age? Did they have any, any role to play in this or did you just come <laughs> out this way? <laughs> yeah, thank you. My, my parents, I do want to say I'm incredibly grateful for parents who have always supported all of my ideas and you know, when I came to them at eight years old, I was like, oh, I want to start an eco fashion line. And they were like, okay, well, you can figure that out. Like, and go for it. And, you know, it wasn't like, well, you're eight. You know, should you be starting a company right now? You know, there, there wasn't really that, that you're too young or, or that kind of mentality. And that's something I'm really grateful for. You know, my parents are also, you know, really creative in their own ways. And, you know, my dad, when he was my age, actually, and I didn't know this until a little bit later, when he was my age, he was creating like solar energy product, uh, projects, um, like for science fairs. And my mom, she's always been, you know, kind of more like eco-conscious. And she's actually the reason why I started the organic garden that we have in our backyard, because her mom, my grandmother, Marguerite, they had an organic garden when she was growing up. So she wanted me to also have that experience of being close to nature. And so all those things kind of rubbed off on me. And I just came to them with, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And they, you know, they've always just been really supportive in that way, however they can. And so when I was, you know, getting, when I was getting into animation even more, and I was doing like making like flip books as a kid and making tons of flip books at like four years old my dad was like okay I'm going to give you my old MacBook and he found me like this little drawing tablet and I started you know doing digital animation from there and just whatever that they could and just they always you know something that I say because parents do ask like you know how can I support my kids and their ideas and I think what's important is to at least take those little steps to let your kids know that you want to support their mission because, for example, if your 10-year-old says, well, I want to be an astronaut, of course, they can't do that right now. But if you can, find some online documentaries on YouTube about other astronauts or space and space travel. And, you know, like it, just those little things like, hey, let's watch this, this um, you know, video about space travel or let's watch this TED Talk or, you know, let's go to this museum. All of those things, like, really register with your, with your um, child so they know that you know, their passions and their interests and their ideas really matter. So it's really, that's really, I think, the the biggest tip that I, I love to give. And that's something that my parents definitely have done over the years. <laughs> they were trendsetters for sure before people even knew about this stuff. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, Maya, where can our listeners go to learn more about your work and how to purchase some of your products or how to get involved in uh, the things you've discussed here today. Or your animation, or your, your film series. Yeah, so you can find out everything about kind of anything that I'm currently working on or want to share on my Instagram. My Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are all at Maya's Ideas, which is just M-A-Y-A-S, Ideas. The website for my sustainable fashion line is mayasideas.com. And I also have my nonprofit organization, Miles Ideas for the Planet, which you can find at 
mayasideas.com slash nonprofit. And so if you just want updates on pretty much everything I'm working on, my social media is the best place to find all of that out. And if you want to learn more about the disabled fashion line or support that, then mayasideas.com. And the nonprofit is that website slash nonprofit. Well, Maya, it has been a real pleasure having you on our podcast. Uh, for those listeners who want to check out any of the things that were mentioned in today's show by Maya, you can always find details in our show notes at nobearspodcast.com. Um, you can get You Got This, Maya's book, online as well on her website or anywhere where you shop for books. We encourage you to check that out. And if you're looking for things for your own students to do, uh, we encourage you to check out a new product that was released by No Barriers just this month that is for middle school students to develop their resiliency skills in this time of uncertainty. Uh, it's a self-guided, but we have instructors going through it with students as well. So you can check that out at nobearersusa.org. Thanks again, Maya, for a great conversation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so awesome. Well, Eric... Loved talking to Maya on Earth Day. I know we're not releasing this on Earth Day, but it's such a fun conversation <laughs> to have tied to this very current event in our lives. Um, what did you hear from today's conversation that really struck you, Eric? Well, I got this like really practical idea out of talking to Maya, which is like if you're homebound now, which a lot of us are spending more time at home, like what endless possibilities there are to you know, further an entrepreneurial idea or to uh, do a, anim to learn how to animate and do like a cool little series like Maya or, um, you know, like do some kind of cool art project or, or write a book, right? Like this is, this is the time to dive into really deep things that in our busy worlds, we wouldn't have the time, energy focus to be able to do. So I, I, I love that idea. That's to me, this, I keep coming back to this repeating theme of like, hey, emerge out of this a little bit stronger than uh, when you started. Yeah. And I think I was just so impressed with, you know, this, this podcast series we're doing that is about how do we respond in this time of crisis across the globe? I mean, she touched on so many of the topics that some of the global experts, whether it's Dr. Paul Stoltz, or Dr. Hugh Her that we've talked to just in the past few weeks, she said it really simply. You know, she said that you need to take this time if you can to try something new, explore something new, but also be gentle with yourself and realize that you may not have that energy and that's okay too. And that hopefully you find the time to emerge out of this with some, you know, newfound direction. But she had kind of this nice way of talking us yeah. through all of that. You know, of course, it's a great time to learn something new and build our business. But of course, it's a time that's tough. And to, to be okay with all of that. I think yeah. that's a common theme we've heard from uh, people who are, you know, 40, 50 years, her senior that have studied this their whole lives. Uh, here's Maya walking up. You know, I, I don't know exactly how old Maya is. I think she's like 20. And so, you know, she's just kind of saying in a really simple way, be gentle, but explore. So. Thank you, everybody, for joining the conversation today. As always, show notes can be found at nobearspodcast.com. And please remember, as always, what's within you is stronger than what's in your way. Oh, man, no barriers. Thanks.
The production team behind this podcast includes senior producer Pauline Schaefer, executive producer Diedrich Jonk, sound design, editing, and mixing by Tyler Cotman, graphics by Sam Davis, and marketing support by Megan Lee and Carly Sandsmark. Special thanks to the Dan Ryan Band for our intro song, Guidance. And thanks to all of you for listening. We know that you've got a lot of choices about how you can spend your time, and we appreciate you spending it with us. If you enjoy this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe to it, share it, and give us a review. Show notes can be found at nobarrierspodcast.com.